0: oh there
1: we go so speaking of our loyal listenership gentlemen no one knows about this because why would they but we had for christmas uh we we gave we all made tangent quest merchandise independently and gave it to each other which is of course what else were we supposed to do for each other for christmas right it's kind of amazing so i really wish uh jeff's hat had made it to him already but he doesn't have his hat yet i made him hats We have Tangent Quest logo hats. Oh, Hayden has his on. Okay. It's a nice hat. It's a nice hat. Hayden, it's a nice hat. Would you describe it as soft as um, Jesus Christ's robe? (laughs) You
2: know, I I haven't struck that myself, so it's hard to say. It's it's as soft as a baby alpaca. I'll I'll give you that one. Wow. It's also
1: stretchy. I think that's what it's very stretchy. It looks great on you, honestly. The Tangent Quest logo on a beanie. And Jeff made us Tangent Quest. Oh, I have my Tangent Quest uh, liquor glass.
0: Oh, yeah. Which says, and
1: for the listeners at home, let me describe it to you. It's the classic Tangent Quest moon logo. And it says TQCJ underneath. And uh, all of our devoted (laughs) listeners will know that I'm consistently drinking out of a Tangent Quest circle jerk, which that is up for interpretation for however you want. Gentlemen, I have a spare hat. One spare hat for one of our dedicated listeners. Uh. Okay. And okay. now I would like you to help me decide how will we determine which one of our dedicated listeners will receive this hat? All, all free. Free, baby. I'm just going to send it right to your house. Free hat. Hayden's wearing it. Jeff's wearing it. I'm wearing it. At some point in the future, um, <laughs> there's only four. It's one of four. Yeah. And you'll know you'll always be in solidarity with your Tangent Quest boys. What should we do to validate sending this?
0: We have to have a contest, right? We have to have like, a contest. Yeah. Well, some type. Are we yeah. going to tie it in with
2: our season two finale? That's a long ways out. I, oh, so let me out.
1: give you guys my my first. like. I don't want it to be RNG. I'm sick of RNG in my life. I want this to be consistent, <laughs> proven, assessed, mm-hmm. earned, Earned. And my initial thought was you have to email us and explain to us why you deserve this hat. Wow. I mean, it could be anything. It does not have to be related to the podcast. You could just say. One time I saved a puppy from a fire. Honestly, if that was true and you could prove it, I would send it to you before I even read anyone else's. But that's not the point. Any reason you think you deserve the hat, that was my thought. You have to send us a reason you deserve to s- receive this hat in the mail.
0: I really like that as a concept. Like a time you did something really great, but no one was around to like see it and really reward oh! you for your effort. And so you tell us and we'll, maybe we'll, we'll read it on the podcast you. and we'll all reward you. Yeah.
1: I actually kind of like that.
0: known. Yeah, a, I kind like that
1: too. You thought you deserved to be commended
2: that you did something heroic, noble, just just very human.
1: Yeah, I will say even interesting. And no even one would there to be like that's fucking cool or yeah. wow, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you're my friend because that happened. We will now celebrate you and reward you with a free hat. I love it.
2: Yeah. What about a timeline for this? That's we we a need a point. deadline, deadline for submissions.
1: You know we need a deadline. We, we are the kings of deadlines over here. Um, let's uh, let's say, I don't know. What's two, three <laughs> weeks from now? I don't know. Where am I? Is it? End of the month? How about, uh, you, get to- you want to do end of month? When is this episode sure. going out? Thursday, the 14th?
2: This will go out on the 14th, so we could say the 31st. That'll be two,
1: two weeks. Ex- ex- almost exactly two weeks. Oh, a little over two weeks. We're being very generous with our time. Two weeks to write us to our email and say why you deserve this hat. And I will send it to you personally. I might even write you a fucking note. Who knows? (laughs) You never know what the fuck's going to happen when I'm sending shit in the mail. So think about it. Okay. I like that. 31st cutoff.
0: I'm going to write in. (laughs) I feel like Trevor's definitely going to write in, and I bet it's going to be something ridiculous. And I'm kind of excited about it.
1: I do. I hope, I hope, I hope all of our listeners, all our committed listeners, write in and tell us why they deserve a hat. <laughs> it's a nice hat. It's a it's nice a great hat. hat. Hey, Even if dude, you like hate our, our podcast, it's a good hat. Would you like give us a hat. formal review of the hat experience you've had thus far?
2: You know, my head has never been more warm and more hugged. By by said headwear than this hat wearing experience, I feel the podcast just seeping into my skull and the joy abounds.
1: <laughs> Do you hear our voices echoing through the hat like some sort of Harry Potter bullshit hat? <laughs> yeah, but
2: I wash most of those out so they won't be bothering No, that's, that's
1: smart. I was going to say, you don't want that. You want to <laughs> get rid of those. So that's good. Okay. I also had one of my friends borrow my Tangent Quest hat while we walked her dog and she said, quote, this is a comfortable hat. So if that doesn't sell it, a random stranger saying this is a comfortable hat, (laughs) what else do you need to know? It's got Tangent quests on it. You're going to be answering all these. You know, imagine the attention you'll get with these hats. People are going to be like, what's that? And you can say a very small podcast that I listen to. And they're going to be like, I don't want to hear any more of this conversation. (laughs) Thank you. And that's going to be amazing. You're going to have such a great time. So write us. Email us. Well, hold on. Let's do a little, uh, let's do a new segment, Hayden. Okay, get the air horns ready. Well, TQCI tangent quest check in. How are we doing? Nice. I I'm still so, I still love this podcast, and I'm feeling very good about it. I think the ability to skip weeks
2: is important. If it, if if it's a chore, we're gonna feel chored into it. We can't have that. This is I, pure joy and excitement.
1: A hundred percent agree. I think anytime we schedule. make content. We have to be wanting to make it or else you're just going to be like, yeah, it becomes a job. I don't want this to be my job. You know, this is my fucking podcast, not my job. I did. I do wish it was my I wish we made money. God, (laughs) I wish I was sending us that Pelly money for how much I talked about it. Fuck, dude. (laughs) Jeff was our
0: sponsor.
1: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I got a story. Wait, I I I didn't. Jeff's check in. We didn't check (laughs) in with Jeff. Hayden, and then we can do your story. Okay, okay, this okay. This is where this Jeff, is where podcasts Jeff, Jeff. end. He
0: doesn't, he doesn't care about my check-in, Andrew, and that's the reason why I'm leaving the podcast. You know, oh it's all about oh. Hayden. He doesn't even care about my opinion. Uh, no, to, to be honest, oh, I'm I felt editing a little... this out so it doesn't make me sad when I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt a little bad after I edited the last podcast because it was like the Frankenstein of a podcast. Because we recorded half of it and then the audio got messed up halfway through, so we had to realign it. And I'm going to be honest, our last one is like probably our shittiest one just because my editing was rushed and there were a lot of pieces that had to go together. And the first half, I was like completely out of it. I might take it down someday. But Jeff,
1: let me stop you right there. That podcast, I got more feedback from that one than almost any of our other podcasts in the last like 10 weeks
0: that it was awful.
1: No, no, no! That everyone, no, more, more feedback on our. Yeah, yeah. People are like I don't know who's editing these pieces of fucking shit, but you better cut him out. He's done. No, it was. uh I got more feedback in a while about people enjoying the episode and being interested in what we were talked about. So
0: holy shit! All yeah. right, that's very surprising. See, we just need to aim for poor content, and then we'll achieve excellence. Yeah.
1: Tired and sad, and it needs to
2: be the holidays. <laughs> People are like, I relate to this.
1: Oh, yeah, these guys sound so tired and sad. <laughs> this asshole's listening to videos or he watches hours of a guy eating MREs. He's depressed as fuck. What were we right, you
0: tell us? Your story.
1: Oh, Hayden's got a story.
0: <laughs> See how I remembered you because I care about you and oh, oh, hear your opinions. Love, on I feel the love flowing in.
1: Oh fuck, dude! All right, hey, what's okay. Story? What was my story? Oh,
2: sponsorship. Oh, uh, I think I think you should write Peloton a letter. I had a friend who I worked with on on river trips, and he was also a ski guide. He was a pretty cool guy, but he loved to drink Montucky Cold Snacks, which is like a Montana home brewed uh, cheap beer, kind of like on on pace with Coors or something like that. But they have a really funny label. Anyways, he wrote them a uh, a letter. And enclosed a bunch of pictures of him slamming Montucky cold snacks while like heli skiing <laughs> and things like that. And um, their marketing department thought he was so funny. They sent him a full pallet of Montucky cold snacks to his house as a one-off Damn. sponsorship. So that I'm just saying that the, the power of a funny letter to a marketing department who's so probably doesn't like their jobs. That's
1: perfect. fascinating. That's fascinating because, you know, here's the thing is there's a billion people. So I've thought about this for Peloton because clearly I'm a Peloton influencer in some regards at this point, right? The way I've talked about it. Of of course. So I don't know if you guys I saw the only issue with this, Hayden, is I love this idea, but I do have on the record a story of me on Instagram saying quote, if I don't post my Peloton on Instagram, they will put me in Pella prison. So (laughs) You know, I, uh...
0: They could like pack jokes. They, it's they, not, they, they it's exactly not even a play like on the word prison. You just put Pella in front of it.
1: <laughs> you know what my favorite part about that joke was? Was the amount of people who asked me, does it actually say that in the manual? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I was oh, pretend- on my Instagram story, I was pretending to read a manual. Um, <laughs> nice. Wow, what a great reason to follow me on Instagram at captain nord i know it should be your pal andrew shut the fuck up i'll figure it out someday um so i've thought about that for peloton i've also thought about how funny it would be to make a parody peloton video where like you're pretending to do a class like you have you guys ever seen the peloton um instructors no. have you guys done a peloton class hayden you got to come over and do a peloton jeff you too but you don't even call Ross, so it's not simple but eventually you should come over and do a Peloton <laughs> do a class. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it's just not as easy. Okay, I'm just pointing out the facts. No, stop
0: here. reminding me that I don't live in Colorado. Oh, you're back, it. baby! Just <laughs> fucking
1: relax, okay? You're coming any second now. All right. So anyway, um, you know, I love the Peloton. Like, so when I first got the Peloton, everyone who had a Peloton was like, "Who's your favorite instructor?" And I was like, "Uh, I don't give a fuck because I'm just trying to be fit, bitch." Like they all do the same shit. I was wrong. I now have favorite instructors on Peloton. They're like. They're like characters, you know? They're like characters in a movie. And I assume they all fuck. This is my other thing, is I'm like, oh, yeah. Those two are fucking, you know? <laughs>
2: You're writing, like, Peloton fan fiction on the side?
0: Yeah, that's what it
1: Honestly, like. Honestly, I bet you there's Peloton fan fiction out there. Oh, if you have Peloton fan fiction, if you've seen some, send it to us, at Um I'm so fucking curious. But, like, there's this, like, I didn't think you could like people you'll never meet in any way, but there's like, but the, I will tell you though, the like sometimes all the Peloton instructors they must be told like, hey, like could you just be a little bit more inspirational? You know, just be a little be inspirational while you're on the bike, be motivating people a little bit more while you're pedaling the bike, and you know, and so like I'll be you know pedaling along doing the class, and they'll be like, okay, like let's do it, let's hit it, like let's let's do this, uh, you know, let's do this <laughs> interval, and I'm like, great, let's do this interval. I can't wait. I'm trying to get in shape. Love intervals. So we start doing the interval, and then they'll, like, look at you. They'll be like, you can fucking do this. I goddamn believe in you. You're capable of fucking anything. You could take over the world. You could start a Polynesian dictatorship right fucking now. You, I fucking love you guys. Oh, I love you, Pel- 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 Peloton prison crew. And I, Peloton I would, I will, prison crew. I would jump off this bike and murder Anyone for you guys? I fucking love you, and that's like the like seriously the level of like okay, um, take it, take one step back. Thank you for the inspiration, but one full step back. <laughs> you know, like, do I want to start a Polynesian dictatorship? You bet. But do I want that um influence while I'm on the Peloton? No, you don't know. So I've been thinking about um how I would do a Peloton. Class, you know, if I was the Peloton instructor, first of all, I would never, like, they're talking into the microphone while they're working out, which is insane. That's fucking insane. Have you guys ever tried to talk while you're doing cardio? Like, hard cardio? Yes. You guys are runners. Do you guys chat the whole time you're running? Like, fluently? I would say like, on
2: runs, but not on, like, workouts.
0: You know, like, sprint and, like, Hayden. Hayden, baby. You can you can make up this hill. <laughs> You just got to keep going.
2: Okay. Give each other motivational speeches the entire
1: this, yeah. This we is just yeah. reminding me more and more that I, I am out of shape. So thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> I appreciate you both so much. But I've been thinking about how I want to start a Peloton class where I'm just like screaming at my like at the people you know like like um and, and it's all hardcore metal music they they like because I, I i like metal music i really like really hardcore metal music when i'm doing cardio just gets me fucking amped and i i love metal music and i've been like i've like looked i'm like i want to listen to metal music on peloton and everyone's been like they don't do it they don't do it because they're trying to catch oh yeah you know, not, not not that many people. So I was like, you know what? If I had a Peloton class, I would have the hardest fucking medal and I would just be yelling. I would just be <laughs> screaming at these people. Get the fuck up. Start fucking pedaling, you bitches. Let's fucking go. Come on. And Just like the whole time. And I bet you anything I would have more followers on Peloton than anyone. Because that type of shit influences a very special group of people, a.k.a. my group of people. And I need that. And so I, I'm thinking about creating a parody video of me doing that for Peloton. Will and then you sending it to them and seeing if they'll <laughs> actually let me make a fucking video? <laughs> that would be
0: so good. So, so will you in your parody, will you run the scenario through, because it's the part that I'm confused by. So like, when you're doing your peloton, right? there's like sections where you're going hard, but then there's probably sections where you're like go into easy mode right yeah and like, you like cool switch downs. between them yeah, you know, like, you, so like, i'm just it. imagining you like cooling down and they're still just like metal and screaming in the background
1: oh yeah so are I'd you yelling like, at them would, to go uh,
0: softer no 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 yeah, no, no, no. yeah. I, I
1: would just slow say, the fuck down yeah i'd be like you fucking relax we're on a flat road cadence <laughs> <Kayden's> 35 <laughs> resistance 20 you fucking relax
0: <laughs> see that all right this is all right that's exactly what i needed to picture okay thank
1: and you and then i'd be like i'd be like oh wait is this is is the breakdown coming up? Just kidding. Get that resistance back up, bitches. We're back on the bike. And, and I, it, it would just, it would be, a, yeah. It's going to be Instead a simple thing. Instead of actually
2: biking while you're doing this, I kind of picture you just doing curls and uh, against a green screen. Oh, you <laughs> know what?
1: I, honestly, I think I will. Like, I will have just weights, and I'll just be like fucking crushing weights while I'm doing it. You know? And uh, I'll, like, take my shirt off randomly. And, like... Uh, yeah, I, I have this whole plan for this video. Um oh, man. I wanna Back help make a video this sounds like a like a project. You know what yeah. it'd be really funny to uh since I have a green screen, we could make a video where the we could steal the Peloton Studio background and then use that background to actually make it look like a real Peloton <laughs> video. I have a yes! very distinct feeling I would get sued. <laughs> Their marketing team would either love it or be like, we're suing the fuck out of this asshole. Yeah. And I'm unsure of which one it would be. Um, you should
0: have cutscenes between like you yelling at the people to ride faster and then just pictures of Hisham on the bike, like in shock. trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. yeah.
1: I honestly, if there was someone like that on Peloton though, I think I would do all their classes because of just like the pure pump up of being screwed. And the hilarity yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, the absurdity of the situation. I feel like I would be in heaven. And, and I think, <laughs> I would bet you anything, there's a lot of Peloton users out there who feel the same way as me. They're like, you know, these people aren't yelling at me enough.
2: <laughs> I was thinking we, we we green screen everything and instead of you riding a bike in a room, we just put you in front of like the Tour de France like as the lead biker, but still on the <laughs> Peloton itself.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good too. I mean, we can make all this reality. My final note on the Peloton is: if you want to follow me on Peloton, I started the Tangent Quest podcast hashtag on Peloton. So if you want to join the wow. Tangent Quest Peloton group, you can. It exists. Follow me on Tangent. Follow me on Peloton. It's your pal Andrew, and uh, <laughs> and and with that comes the Tangent Quest podcast tag.
0: So Andrew, where's your Strava account?
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, like, can't, I.
0: Do people Come on!
1: Respect that! I mean Do people respect assholes who sit in one spot and then put it on Strava? I mean,
0: the only people that are gonna follow you are me and Courtney and Hayden. Like, you yeah, don't have that's good, to
1: that's a good point. It's
0: that's not like Twitter point. where random people are you know, gonna find you. Like
1: Good point, Jeff. And I did I am ordering a bike this week, like a real physical bike, so I can wow. ride outside. Yeah. Oh man, oh, is All this a right. fixie? Yeah, the fixie, and I know what a bunch of people are gonna say is like, "Oh, nice hipster bike, bitch," and I'm gonna be like, "You know what? Yeah, okay. Have you ever ridden a fixed geared bike? It's really fucking fun, okay. And I'm not gonna apologize for having fun. That's that's my life, not yours, listeners. Isn't that
2: that, that what you're doing right now? Though you're kind of like defending yourself.
1: Oh, I, dude, I, I, I guess we've been over this. <laughs> But I want to make it clear. I get really defensive in my own head about things, even though literally no one in the entire world would ever criticize me for my actions.
0: You went too far. I mean, keep going.
1: But I I just can't believe no one else does that. I think it's the external
0: part that's unique.
1: Oh, that I say it out loud?
0: Yeah. It's great. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Stop doing it.
0: No, it's not. I'm not saying it's (laughs) it's just... I don't know. It's so funny because we talk all the time and it's only when we're doing the podcast where you go in like the defense mode and it makes me want to defend you with you. And then I'm like, but we're not defending you from anybody.
1: No. Fuck yeah. Dude, dude. Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right. The next time you do it, I'm going to join in with you, Andrew. I could
1: like... (sighs) I could eat up that, like, narcissism boost you're giving me. Like, oh, no, 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 no. like that's like, no, oh, no, 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 no. I could eat it up. I love that. Would it help
0: if
2: I did voices that, that were antagonizing you? You know, so you had someone to, like, fight against a little bit? Like Absolutely, I, I
1: could do... hate okay, him. okay. okay. Absolutely. We got a plan. I can't wait.
0: Can't we, we should start sending fake emails to Andrew, like, criticizing him <laughs> for the things that he says, so that he's extra defensive about them. It's going be a real mindfuck. I would, uh... I love the podcast, but the way that Andrew talks about his Peloton and how he thinks he's high class, and then we would just get Andrew rants every week.
1: I, you, you know what the, you want know the worst part? We're just about behind
0: it? the scenes, starting all the arguments. I love it. I was gonna say the
1: worst part about the fact that you guys know me is you know if like we did that and you guys like came up with a fake email and said it to me, I it, my brain wouldn't be like Andrew is this fake? It'd be like oh fuck this guy let's do this you know and uh, it would be minutes of free content so i guess you know what, actually that is pretty smart we should probably do that at some point not next week because i already am aware of this segment now um but I, you know what, i take it back there's no way i'll remember next week you could easily do it next week excellent all right well, this so is that's perfect time a transition TQP into tangent quest peloton <laughs>
2: And like Jeff trying to trying to wrangle
0: us, it's it's not. it it'll, it'll never happen. Do you remember
1: when you said you were going to crack <laughs> the whip, and I literally just talked yeah, about a fake? No, no, no this is perfect. For we 20 minutes. we usually
0: do thirty minutes of bullshit and then thirty minutes of podcast stuff, we're at the thirty minute mark. Boom, we're going into it. <laughs> Hayden, let's start with you. So I don't know for no reason at all. So I downloaded an audiobook instead <laughs> of a podcast
2: recently. Um, Trader, uh, huh? Trader trader it's mm-hmm. if anything audiobooks are just long form podcasts and audible does this thing that you can't cancel your audible subscription or you lose all your like credits so you have to like use them and then cancel and then they give you all these deals to keep you on and it works because i'm weak anyways i i used a ton of i i bought like four different books on audible because i needed to cancel because i kept having this running subscription and i uh i listened to warbreaker it's a it's a Brandon Sanderson one-off book that's also kind of sort of a prequel and it was great loved it 10 out of 10 he makes a whole new magic system this dude makes a whole new magic system in every freaking book and they're all so good and I love them a lot
1: warbreaker warbreaker how was called. the audit was the audiobook good like was the was the narrator good
2: yeah it was good okay but okay. it's it's I like this author so much he could put out anything and would probably be a fanboy at this point
1: you sound like a true wheel of time fan there right?
0: <laughs> it seems almost like a waste to write just one book where you have a magic system like i don't know i bet he spent so much time coming up with it and he's like well, yeah just one book though
1: well or maybe he came up with it off the cuff and he's like you know what that magic system would work great for this world i just created you know yeah i feel like, like guys like him one. just create crazy fucking shit like that and it works and- yeah and and then he just pieces it all together. He sounds like a guy who definitely has like a dream journal, you know, and it's like, yeah, I dreamed that magic is generated by the rotation of people's ball sex and uh and i just i that's perfect for my new book uh, uh guardians of of uh uh of testicular something <laughs> oh my God. and it'll uh, be a
2: ten book series of fourteen parts in each yeah
1: one. And everyone's like, you know, I expected this to be a very sexually charged book. It is not. It is dense with character development. My goodness. And <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't mean to discard Brandon Sanderson's. Work. Compare him
0: to a writer about testicles. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, it's it started out as a compliment and then it just went downhill so fast. <laughs> I know, it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good audiobook listening too.
2: I actually really like our podcast for this week, Revisionist History. So I was like, not only listening to most of the new season, but I was listening to some of the old ones. And uh not to get into it too early, I'm really excited to talk about golf courses. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. What about you, Jeff? what What have you been listening to?
0: Yeah, I, I think I went down a similar track to you. I I listened to a bunch of Revisionist History because I kind of forgot how much I just enjoy Malcolm talking about shit. And so, yeah, I also listen to the golf course one again. I think I've listened to an episode like three times now because I, as a runner, like thoroughly enjoy it. And it's also yes. just kind of fun to shit on golfers because like, even though like I've gone golfing a couple times and enjoy it, it is just like a group of people that it's fun to make fun of. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Golfers are a human waste. As some <laughs> who golfs,
0: I will confirm this. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we can get into that soon. Uh, yeah, lots of revisionist history, lots of harm in town. Uh I think that's really been it. I've been I've been reading a bunch. Oh fuck, I've been watching so much Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We, Ooh. I Ooh. I really want Courtney to to like it. So I started off at season seven, where wow. the jokes are like you know, a little more like they're a little ah. more into it. And then we watched all the way to the end and now we're going back to the beginning and watching for the oh, start. No that's, way. Kind I, oh, that's
1: kind Is of smart. That's kind of smart. Is season
0: seven the good spot to
2: start?
1: I I I, I was gonna say I think I think if you want the true always sunny experience you start from season one, because the shit they get away with in season oh one my god, three is startling.
0: The first or second <laughs> episode is about abortion, yeah, and he's like he's <laughs> at an abortion rally, and he climbs over the oh my gosh to hit on
1: the just, women. It's on so, the so yeah, ridiculous. the chicks are way better on the pro <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, the the reason I started at seven was like. It's an old show now, right? It's been around for a while. So you're watching oh, yeah, the first like season and it's like years. low quality and, you know, it's, you know, it's just low quality. It's, like it's, it's 720p. Running. It's, you know, it's a square. I don't know. Whatever. Always
1: but. Sunny started before we were in high school.
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
2: I remember watching the first season when it came out.
1: Yes, I do too. Yeah. yeah. I being like, I remember watching and being like, my parents would not want me to watch this right now. It's it. <laughs> 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 how long ago it was. I mean, I was like. I think I was 14 when I watched the first season.
0: Yeah. It's either, I think it's the 13th season. They have an episode where they um do a black musical. Like, they all become black people, and they, they're doing, like, a musical episode. And the songs are really catchy, and the entire episode is oh. fucking hilarious. And yes. it seems like something that would have come out, like, this year with the BLM movement, but this was, like, three years ago. And Oh, it was, was one oh, three
1: years ago. It was many years ago. No,
0: Wasn't this it? is season 13. It
1: was? Oh, I think yeah. it was, like, yeah. oh, shit. Sorry. I'm
0: pretty sure. Yeah, so, so solid. So anyway, everybody should go watch that show. It's it's great no matter who you are. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Andrew?
1: All right, so um, first of all, Jeff, do you recall earlier in our podcast days you were recommending Castlevania on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Finally watched it. All right. I mean, halfway through, halfway through season two. Holy shit, what a fucking show. It's so good. Oh, good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. You know, it just takes me... Uh, so I uh, something I learned about myself recently is it takes roughly three to six people telling me a show is good before I'll try it.
0: I, That's a good number.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> finally hit that threshold with Castlevania. My sweet cousin was like, dude, have you seen Castlevania? And I was like, no. Nah. But I've been recommended it roughly two times. And he was like, oh, as number three. <laughs> let me tell you, it's very good. I was like, all right, turn it on. <laughs> let's do this you know and uh it's really fucking good and same with the queen's gambit holy fuck like i started yeah. that dude that's something that i
2: if we're going to shows that's almost the opposite if it's always sunny in philadelphia but something oh, i yeah. would also highly recommend i i watched through Super that just good. recently because uh al recommended it very yeah. strongly aggressively strongly i would say yes and for, uh, for a
1: show about chess even though I'm, i like chess it was great okay it's so, so I, I just finished the second episode and uh you know I want to be up front with you is it a good show yes is it like this people are talking about like their they would like put their dicks on the table for it you know they're like <laughs> like if someone if someone said man the queen's Gambit's is just okay they would like whip out their genitalia and just fucking slap it on the table like what the fuck did you say <laughs> you made me pull out my junk for this like what what are you talking about and I'm kind of like it's a good show. Why? Like, maybe I need to finish it. Haven't finished it. It's still good. I'm not saying it's bad. I want to make that clear. I think it's a good show. I'm just only two episodes in, and I'm like, you guys are going up in arms for this bitch, though.
0: Yeah, people have probably overhyped it. I think yeah. everybody's so surprised that it's a show about or a show about chess that is that good. But, like, you're right. It is, <laughs> it is a show that just also tends to be really good. Like, it's not Westworld or something, but it's a good show. We're really bad at talking about podcasts on our on our podcast podcast.
1: Uh, 50 minutes in. Let's get there, in. baby.
0: Oh, no. I just mean like none of us have listened to a, pod, like a new podcast. To oh, tell, I, I, you know. I
1: didn't want to spoil what we're going to listen to next week because it's my turn. That's,
0: oh, all right. There yeah. we go. Okay. I, like I have to
1: listened to a podcast I want to listen to next week, but I was like, oh, I'll save it for the end. So
0: Oh, this is a good choice. Yeah, so this week <clears throat> we listened to Revisionist History, which is a podcast by Malcolm Gladwell. If you don't know Malcolm Gladwell, then you've probably been living under a rock because he's written, like, a ton of books that are very famous at this point. I think he wrote Outliers, The Tipping Point, Blink, a bunch of good, a bunch of really good books. He's like a, man, I really should have written this shit down. But he's like a pop psychologist, kind of. But anyway, his podcast is, uh, he describes himself as Revisionist History is Malcolm Gladwell's Journey Through the Overlooked and Misunderstood. Every episode re-examines something from the past—an event, a person, an idea, even a song—and asks whether we got it right the first time. Because sometimes the past deserves a second chance. And so we started on the fifth season, and it's uh, episode one, episode two, "Dragon Psychology 101," and "Hedwig's Lost Van Gogh," which uh, were about <laughs> pretty much Malcolm Gladwell shitting on art museums and calling them hoarders, which is pretty solid. It was a uh, yeah, it was interesting. What did you guys? What did you guys think?
2: I like Malcolm Gladwell's podcast quite a lot. I think he's got a, a real talent for telling stories you never hear anywhere else in, in a really good way. And and he he really does have that like shitting on people with a lot of facts behind him kind of voice <laughs> that he carries forward. Um, yeah. For these specific podcasts, I found them interesting. I thought they were good, but maybe not his best podcast where it tells someone to start off. But uh, yeah, I, re- I really like the episodes. They were talking about how, you know, the the Met and some of these other highfalutin art museums uh, did a lot of things, like they they instituted having people pay to come in and see things if they weren't in the local area, and they um, you know cut a bunch of workers and people and lowered salaries, and they did this all to like balance their financial budget but if they had sold like one of their paintings that's in a back showroom that they haven't actually showed in the last 10 years they could have supported all that for another 10 years so is the the contrast between how much money they have that they don't even account for in the vast wealth of paintings most of which they don't even show and then these kind of like penny pitching things on the side i thought it was a really good point
0: yeah I, I kind of agree. Like, I, there's a lot more of his podcasts that recommends, like, the place to start. There were just more interesting off the bat. But this one was really interesting. Just showing, like, I don't know, just all this crazy shit that you don't know about art museums. As I understood it, art museums don't really know how much money their art is worth. And so instead of declaring anything on their taxes, they're just, like, they just don't put anything, so they don't get taxed for anything they own. It's It's so funny that they can... Like, because they're basically like getting away, kind of tax-free, right? Like they're they're cheating the system to not pay as much in taxes, in a way, right?
1: Yeah, in a way. Because it,
0: it's it's funny to me that the accountants aren't just like, well, you're like you're at least worth a hundred million, right? Like if we went through the gallery right now and like sold those paintings. It'd be like we could take home a hundred million dollars.
2: Yeah, we're gonna estimate ten like, percent of your max value. Yeah, just like it's funny that they're
0: just that. like they go straight to zero instead of being like, well, like it's at least this much. So like we'll at least text you for the X. But no, I see what you're saying. They probably have to like follow the law or some bullshit. So they yeah. probably have to either evaluate all of it or none of it. And they just like go with none of it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty it's it's in that sense too. Also, are you gonna look at one of the most historic art museums in the world, probably, and say, Yeah, we're gonna put you under because we're going to tax you for the trillions of dollars of art you have no you know they can't afford that it doesn't make sense to to deprecate society like that um so i think there's also like a moral aspect to it like you know does does art really truly deserve to be taxed and that's a whole different philosophical question but probably not right especially when it's available to the public and it is the met specifically you can walk into the Met for free you don't have to pay anything
0: well not anymore right and that's his point his whole point was that it, now they've said unless you're a New York resident if you come to the Met oh, you've got sorry. to pay okay. $25 a person the was, last time I was yeah. at the
1: Met was three years ago so yeah my bad
0: um, no yeah I think that was the whole reason he made this episode it's like he's like they could make money and like not charge people these this you know this entry price but because they don't want to and because they want to just like hoard shit they're you know gonna charge you but what do you think of his whole point of, like, they're just hoarding tons and tons of art that may never make it out to, like, the light of day ever again? Now, see,
1: I, okay, good point. I find that wrong. Like, if you're going to have art, show it to the world. But there's only so much space in the Met. So what the Met should do is, is consign the rest of their pieces to other museums yeah. around the world. Uh, but the Met doesn't want to deal with that. It's a lot of logistic work to consign stuff. Um, so I do think it's wrong. And in his analogy of like, it's a fucking dragon sitting on a pile of treasure and saying, no one can have this but me. It just doesn't make sense.
0: And Exactly.
1: It, which is why this... it was such a profound episode. I thought it was so fascinating because I was like, I never realized how much shit they don't fucking show us. <laughs> like, it's crazy. There's a yeah. whole museum in the back room.
0: They were talking about how they've got this collection of like, is, is real rugs or something. That like even the guy that runs and curates that entire like part part of the museum has never seen them before because they're so delicate and so hard to deal with that they've always been in storage and like might never come out of storage, and it just like makes you want to shake your like phone and be like, well why do you have it? Yeah,
1: like they spend okay.
0: millions of dollars on buying
2: yeah. ancient <laughs> priceless rugs, roll them up and put them in a storage thing and never display them to you. And anyone. probably so, like, we don't want anybody else to have it
1: stored. Like in the right yeah. temperature with the right millions. stuff. Oh, millions, maybe. Yeah, totally. I mean, it yeah.
0: How many rugs are there? He said there was a ton of rugs. Lots of rugs. Yeah. I don't know. It was really cool. It was very like like you're saying like it was a pretty profound point at the end. He's really good at like I think Malcolm Gladwell could convince me of anything. Like <laughs> he's he just like brings facts to the table and he's so calm and rational about everything. He's like, well, of course I'm right. Like look at this shit. Like, well, all right, Malcolm, you got me.
1: It. To be fair, he does always assert points that he's like, I, I know I'm in the right, which is why I'm presenting it to you. And I feel I've never felt him so in the right with these two episodes. Like I you know, I, I love art museums and I love art. It's crazy to me that so much legendary, incredible art is going unappreciated. Yeah. And and it's so easy to say like fucking distribute it. Put it <laughs> into the world. Why or don't so take difficult? it in the first
0: place. Like or don't buy if you don't it in the plan first- on showing it. Yeah. I forgot
1: the guy they talked about that the guy who was like who spent like hundreds of millions just buying shit for the Met. He like got a budget and he was like, ooh, I'm gonna buy it all I'm gonna buy all the arts of the world. And then he's just like storage, yes. I think that's like it was literally a dragon in real life. I bet you I, I can't imagine how many times that guy jerked off in the storage room of the Met. <laughs> but let's talk about the podcast as a whole I think all right. um, this episode was fascinating especially if you like art museums but it's fascinating on a lot of levels and something I like about his how Malcolm Gladwell goes about his podcast is he talks to a crazy amount of people who you're like how is this relevant to anything Malcolm what the fuck are you doing I don't give a shit about Andy Warhol's friend <laughs> who met him at a thrift <laughs> store one time that means fucking jack shit to me and then it all just loops back in you're like oh that was smart you're very smart, Malcolm. Okay. Fair enough. You got me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's really crazy how he can do like a forty minute episode and it's not till like the last two minutes you like really get the whole point that he was going for. Like he he tells a really cool story and yeah, he does tie it together really well at the end. And
2: I think he just get kicks
0: on what interests him. He like just researches everything all the time.
2: And then he's like, you know, that's really interesting. That would make a good show. And then he runs with it. The, the second part of season five starts going into the, the story of Curtis LeMay and and um, the team that went into creating the, the bombing campaigns in World War II and ties into the, not only the atomic bomb, but specifically like the fire bombing of Dresden. And he goes into like the ethics of, whether you should finish a war really brutally and quickly, or have nice, you know, uh measures and and extend it out, I think that stuff is fascinating.
1: Just the fact that that's a question, he's like, oh, I should look into this. I mean, who the <laughs>
0: fuck?
1: <laughs> There's literally only one dude. It's Malcolm Gladwell who's like, good question. Let's look into this and make a podcast about it.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Do you guys want to explain what the Gulf? uh course episodes about because it I think I remember this one. I want to make sure that I'm on the same page. Because it's a great episode if it's the one I'm thinking of.
0: In a nutshell, it's basically there's golf courses in every city. They take up a giant amount of space. They don't pay any taxes and yet the taxpayers pay for it and yet the taxpayers are not allowed to go for go on it. And Malcolm, as a runner, is like, why do I have to run on this shitty sidewalk around the golf course when I pay for the golf course? Why can't I run on the golf course? And he brings up examples of like other countries that have these immaculate golf courses that close down for one day of the week so people can go and like have picnics on it and shit like that. And he he basically just like makes an entire case for golf courses being like totally wasted space in America. That's really good. Yeah. He did uh, like a vote for his favorite episodes from his community. And I think that was number two. I don't know what number one was actually. But uh, the Elvis yeah, one, number which I two didn't
2: enjoy oh. nearly as much.
0: Oh, I love that episode, dude. That's a <laughs> great one. I've not so listened to Elvis one. It's uh about how Elvis has something that I don't know if Malcolm made up or if it's real. Called I think it's real called like para, paraplexia, and it's basically instead of having like a fort a Freudian slip, you have basically a paralysis that hits you while you're trying to do something, and you just repeat the same mistake. Over and over again So the whole point is that Elvis has this song And he breaks into a part of it Where he's like talking about this love of his And in real life Elvis is talking about this woman That he like locked up in a room And who had left him And he like who tra- he just traded her like shit And uh, every time Elvis sings that song to a live concert He like freezes up And can't get this part right And messes it up Like when he records it in the studio When he's doing like live shows of it and uh, basically, Malcolm, like, diagnoses him with this, like, paraplexia thing. It's really interesting.
1: Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Great episode. Well, this, I mean, Malcolm Gladwell, all of his, all of the Revisionist History episodes, I haven't listened to, I haven't listened to all of them, but I haven't listened to one that I was disappointed by. Very well yeah. produced. Great, great content. I mean, and they all really over go the, place. the whole mile. Oh yeah. It's it's
2: not on a specific topic. It's it's over such a wide span of topics. It's it's
1: well yeah, think about yeah. what we talked about. We talked about a fucking art museum, we talked about Elvis, and we've talked about golf courses. I mean, we're <laughs>
0: yeah. We're all over the board yeah. here. He so he said in this ep- in the first episode, and I wrote it down because I've never known his seasons to have like an actual theme to them, but apparently they do, and I just never caught it. And so he says these, season five's theme is emotional attachments to objects and rituals and tradition and the way in which those attachments betray us. And so, all right, art museums, I get it. And then he has one about voting, but then the one about Curtis LeMay and the bombings, I'm like, I'm still confused on uh, the tradition there and how it's betraying us, but I'm sure he'll, I haven't listened to the last episode yet. So maybe he'll bring it back. Yeah. Three, three episode loop to, to get there. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I also yeah.
1: like about Revisionist History? Hmm. It makes me feel smart.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: like yeah, it's like... a
2: very good, like, soundbite podcast. You can be like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, I heard this smart guy tell me about this one thing, and now I can insert into said conversation. Oh, see, I, I wouldn't even say that. Yeah. I would just,
1: like, rinse, repeat whatever Malcolm Gladwell said to impress the people around me. You we know. all
0: know Curtis LeMay, right? Of course. <laughs> of course, <unfortunate. laughs> Hey, you know, that, next dude. time
1: I'm at the Met, I'm going to be like, you won't believe what they have in the back room in the Islamic <laughs> tar- carpet area. <laughs>
0: All right. Should we do some final thoughts? Seems like we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hayden, you want to start? Yeah. Revisionist History is a,
2: a podcast that I kind of discovered right at the beginning. And I, I listened to a few of the seasons and then and then fell off and then didn't realize he kept making more things. So when Jeff brought this up, I was very happy. I've been uh, listening through a lot of his stuff. I think he's a great overall narrator. And he it, it falls into that Freakonomics category for me, where it's is really interesting facts about things I didn't think I cared about.
0: But now I do, because Malcolm Gladwell is great at explaining everything. I thought it was really smart coming up with the comparison to Freakonomics. I was like, it's just like Freakonomics, but you just got it. So yeah, it's totally like, if you like the Freakonomics podcast, this is just Freakonomics, but like, dialed up a notch, I'd say. And more specified. Because he really, like, digs into some people. And, like I would say it focuses it
1: more on psychology. It's like free yeah. economics for psychology.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's really solid. All the episodes are, I don't know, even if the subject seems kind of boring or stupid. Like, he's got this whole, I think it's a four-episode series about um, taking the bar. And, like, he oh, has his yeah. assistant take the bar. And they're talking about, like, time-testing Versus not time testing. And I've never been so enthralled by, I don't know, like standardized testing. It's really, really good, even though it sounds terribly boring. Yeah, he's so really good at convincing. Podcast. Yeah, he'll really convince <laughs> you about anything. He's he's not a guy you want to argue against. I think his voice is like not Roman Mars level, but maybe maybe an eight or a nine. Like he's he's got a good podcast voice.
1: But it's not to me. And I'll jump into my thoughts because this, this was a piece of it. Love his voice. But I wouldn't call it like a godlike voice, or like a very high level. I wouldn't put him near Roman Mars, the deity of podcasting <laughs> voices. Uh, it, I like his voice. And it, you know what? What's funny is like, I can't imagine another voice explaining this shit to me. Yeah. It's like perfect <laughs> for his content. I, and if you've never listened to it, you will listen to an episode and be like, I know exactly what the fuck you guys are
0: talking about now. I think he's. Can he's, I interject one more yes. thing on that same point? The music he puts into it, the little, like, classical bits that he yeah. has in it are also really yeah. good. His intro, oh.
1: It's very good. It's a very highly produced podcast. It's fucking good. Yeah, I like, I, I like Revisionist History a lot. I don't go back to it a lot. It's one of those podcasts where, like, you guys will tell me, like, this was a great episode. Like, the Elvis episode, I'm going to go listen to that bitch because that sounds fucking amazing. I listened to the Golf Course episode because another podcast had talked about that episode. That I can't remember which one, but a, a long time ago, someone, a podcast I was listening to was talking about his episode about golf courses, so I went and listened to it, and it was fascinating. So I, I pop in and out of revisionist history. Not a podcast I would recommend to everyone. Honestly, I think it's really interesting, but I think a lot of people would be turned off by it. Um, <laughs> if you're into like pop psych, I think you will find a place for you yourself here. But uh, I don't think it's for everyone. I do you guys know Ron Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, he wrote like uh Men Who Stare at Goats or Men Who Stare at Trains or whatever. Um and uh uh this uh psychopath tests. He 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 writes about pipes uh pop psychology too. Very similar vibe. Ron Johnson's books are uh or just excuse me. John Ronson's books. His fucking name John is so Ronson. confusing. There John Ronson. Okay. <laughs> his books are really fucking good and his voice is very fucking similar and he narrates all this is why i asked is because he narrates all his audiobooks and his audiobooks are amazing uh but his physical books are great too uh anyway they both remind me a lot of each other i bet you they're friends in some weird way uh i love pop psych stuff though so it's very much my thing but i know people who would just not dig this and i think the three of us are very similar in that like it's fascinating to see how people like to get into the nitty gritty of how humans interact. I think we all find an interest in that. Uh, but some people I think would just be like totally lost with this. So I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but I would say it's an overall fabulous podcast. You can't go wrong. Episodes are great. Good length too, under an hour. And it's all very crispy and fucking good. It's like, mwah, mwah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very tight and neat with a little, little pepper on there, you know? So I would, I would say overall, I would go listen to more hours of this bitch, but uh you know, it could not tell your friends about it. Well, I you know (laughs) I I'm I'm telling specific specific friends about this. I will get burned out on podcasts like this though. I can get burned out. I can't listen to this all day. You know, I can can, like like when we were getting it like we were doing I was like crushing episodes, I was like, Hell yeah, and then I just hit a wall, it's like I can't listen to any more of this and uh but I will be back. I mean I I always pop in and out. So Is it perfect? No, but is it really fucking good? Shit, yeah, brother. Fuck yeah. (laughs) go turn that shit on and go learn something with your old (laughs) pal, and danger quest yeah
0: well pal do you want to tell us what we're listening to next week fuck yeah i do and then we'll dig into some emails
1: yeah Ooh, listener email i'm so fucking excited okay so yeah next week we're gonna listen to we're going to the literal opposite side of the intelligence spectrum boys we're gonna listen to the j train podcast have you guys heard of the j train podcast (laughs) no no the J-Train podcast is this New York Jew. I'm pretty sure he sounds like a New York Jew. Who And all he does is talk about relation, modern relationships, dating apps, how to interact with people, how to get dates. It's fucking amazing. He, like, reviews people's Tinder profiles and shit. And, like, it's – I haven't – okay, I will preface. Haven't listened in a long time, but I still find it amazing. I did, like, a little preview session. I was like, Ooh, is, is this podcast still fun? I think it's going to be still be fun. And I don't think you guys, and this is one of those, pod- I've, I've learned the podcast I recommend. Not everyone's going to like, but it will be interesting <laughs> to hear your perspectives. And I think it will be fun. So uh, I don't think any particular episode's a winner. I say, let's just jump into the, to the modern times because I, I really want to hear what he's been saying about COVID dating.
0: You're saying we're listening to the most recent episode? I would say
1: if you can get through the most recent three, let's try to do that.
0: All right, cool. That sounds good. <laughs> the, the, the first one we're going to listen to is called, Don't Haggle Your Pussy. <laughs> and the one after that is called, Fizzled Out Sex and Unicorns, followed by, Block Them If Your Feelings Are Bad. <laughs> all right. Sounds great. It's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. I used to listen to the J Train <laughs>
1: podcast all the time when I was like, before I had, before my most recent relationship, I listened to it all the time. It was fascinating and fun. Um
0: this is great. We, I feel excited. like we need a little uh, calm down. We did more perfect. Ooh. We did a revisionist history. It's time to yeah, let's, get back let's into the comedy. Yeah, let's set the scales back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Uh, good recommendation. All right, All right, Hayden, you got some email for us? Yes, I do. Um, to lead this off, Andrew, have yes. you eaten your MRE yet? I have not.
1: I will do it live on Twitch, though.
2: We got a viewer email from Harrison, who said he was a Navy guy who was laughing his ass off talking, uh, listening to you talk about eating MREs and saying, why in God's name would you actually do that? They, they sound terrible. He tells us they're terrible. Uh, I'm really excited to see how it changes your poop schedule because that's a definite part he brought up. And if uh, for some reason, if you want more recommendations uh, and he can maybe pop into the base and uh, get you some more MREs to try.
1: Harrison, let me tell you right fucking now, you get me as many MREs as you can get your silly little hands on. I want them. Let me follow up with this too. So this is in regards to, if you recall the last podcast, we talked about Steve, 19, uh, 1989 MRE info, uh, who is a YouTube channel that reviews MREs. Uh, my favorite part about this email is how he's like, your poop schedule. Most MREs come with a fiber pill because they just are not built for good pooping. So, wow. you, like, they include, like, tons of fiber and things because, yeah, you're, gonna sh- you're not going to shit for, like, days, apparently. They
0: couldn't bake the fiber into the MRE. They're like, not. here, you need this separate pill. Yeah. So, a lot of MRE <laughs> packs right. will
1: come with fiber, uh, external fiber pills or super high fiber items because of, they know they're like, oh, you won't shit for days if you have to eat, like, five of these in a row. Damn. So- I got
2: to say, I'm, I'm more excited for you to try the MRE now.
1: I Okay, so I got a schedule when I'm going to do it. I will for sure... I will announce it on the podcast so like a week before I do it so that way it can get released and people can hear the podcast and I'll make sure it's very clear. But yeah, I'll, I'll eat a whole thing on... I'll eat the whole MRE Hayden bought me for, for Christmas on, on Twitch. And I... If you guys have MREs you want to send me, I'm so fascinated with MREs. Fucking please send them to me. Or at least give us like... <laughs> Talk to like I don't know, just like tell me like what I should be doing or like if there's an, a weird MRE I should try and review. I will do it. I don't care. Well, thanks, Harrison. I'm so glad you emailed us, dude, because I have not I have not talked to a, anyone in the military about MREs, and I feel like as a civilian they're a novelty, and everyone in the military is like, "Why would you do this? Like, why would you eat that?" Like, yeah, there's like good food, and the answer is On purpose. novelty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to eat it. I'm really fucking pumped. I've 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 planned my whole I've already planned how I'm, that's the only thing I'm gonna eat all day because apparently it's like three thousand calories or some shit.
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: It's like Damn. a meal, it's like a serious like day of, fu- of food.
0: I'm excited for this. So you're gonna eat it for breakfast? Is that the day? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'll probably eat it at lunch. I'll probably do a all day right. stream. Probably do a weekend day go. stream. Yeah.
0: I'm pumped, man. You know,
1: people say to me, boys, they're like, Andrew, what's your secret to being such a attractive quote-unquote lady magnet and let me tell you it's getting really fucking backed up and constipated eating military (laughs) rations
0: (laughs) oh my gosh Oh, that was really gross. Please cut that out. That was was grosser than it meant it to be.